When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Burke in the Game. I'm very excited about today's episode, but before we get there, I'd like to, as usual, give you a little update on how I'm doing. So I'm prepping right now to, um, I guess, start a project that I can't talk about yet. And I feel very, I guess, low in energy at this moment. I'm on a 900 calorie a day diet. I know that sounds crazy. And before you judge, you know, um, this is something that I, for me and for my own sanity that I need to do, I'm not promoting that everybody go on a diet that is 900 calories, but because of my body dysmorphia, I mean, you're witnessing it right now as I, as I'm telling you that, um, there is probably an, mm, not ideal weight that I'm trying to hit, but um, at the end of the day, if this is what's going to bring peace of mind before starting this project or when I start the project, then so be it. So I just wanted to give you that update. As far as my sobriety goes, um, I did a sit down interview with Good Morning America um, about my sobriety, but also, you know, because of this podcast, they heard the they heard um, the part where I talked about how you know, at times I do feel like drinking again. And I have to say, as far as that goes, I am better. I'm back in a 12-step program. So that is very exciting. So I am, you know, trying to get through it and trying not to rush through it or trying not to judge myself while I go through it. Because, you know, with one of the steps, it's pretty intense because it asks you to basically write down, you know, any person you've ever had any type of resentment towards and then to basically, you know, hold yourself accountable as well. And I guess for me, what was overwhelming during the beginning stages of uh, the divorce was the fact that I didn't want to go there. I felt so like my heart felt so heavy as it was um, already at during that time. Yet, you know, I know that me feeling like wanting to drink again had a lot to do with the fact that I wasn't in the program. So I just wanted to update you guys that I'm back in the program, taking it one step at a time, one minute at a time. Um, and yeah, 
So that is the update. Now for our guest for today's podcast, it's going to be Nick Vial or Vial or I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm very excited to have him on because we actually have something in common. We both did Dancing with the Stars. I wasn't on the season that he was on. I was taking a break, but um, I can't wait to hear about his, his experience and all of this amazing advice he gives to people on his podcast, Vile Files. So you won't want to miss it. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, Chelsea Handler here from the Dear Chelsea Podcast, and I love women. iHeart is proud to celebrate International Women's Day by highlighting some truly exceptional women and the work they do to make the world a better place. There are certain things that only women can do, like bring life into the world, multitask successfully, and in my opinion, women are the only people who should ever be seen wearing open-toed shoes. Our guest this week is none other than Monica Lewinsky. We discuss what to do about online bullying, why the media treats men and women so differently, and how we women can turn our pain into power. On Dear Chelsea, we give unfiltered, powerful, and often hilarious, I do say so myself, advice to our listeners who write in about anything from breakups and loss to nosy neighbors and what to do about your boyfriend's OnlyFans habit. Which brings us right back to International Women's Day. Take a moment this week to think about how you can support the women in your life and then take action find dear chelsea on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts john stewart is back in the host chair at the daily show which means he's also back in our ears on the daily show ears edition podcast the daily show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture you get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment politics sports and more from john and the team of correspondents and contributors the podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, how are you? Good, how How long has it been? Was I on your season of Dancing with the Stars? No, you were. I wasn't. you You took that season off. Okay. Okay. I was wondering. I was like, I don't, I vaguely, I'm like, I'm sure I would have remembered you, but yeah, I figured. I think okay. we met once in like passing, but we never like really yeah. hung out. Like salsa danced or anything. Definitely never salsa danced. Um, yeah. So we do have that in common. Um, 
do you mm, did you have a good experience on Dancing with the Stars or was oh, it really hardcore? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Like my only regret is I wish I would have just enjoyed it a little bit more. I think I really like I wanted to do well and like I worked really hard and I, I got a little, I got a little too nervous, like, you know, and it wasn't until like the end until after like I got like eliminated and they like brought back some of like the people who did well to like, you know, do your best dance and stuff like that, that I like just right. started having fun. So, um, but overall I really enjoyed it and I, I had a ton of fun. And your partner was Peta Shmurkovsky at the time or Murgatroyd still? Uh, she was with Max, but you know, she, I think she's still on Dancing with the Stars. She had just had her baby. Like she, Oh, right. I mean, it was, yeah, she was like literally just had the baby. And, wow. Yeah. So it was okay. um, her like coming back. Yes. Party, and so, and so you were her workout basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, cause I believe, you know, for me, dance has been my whole life and um, in a way has saved my life in, in many ways, but for you, what was, I guess, what was your takeaway with, um, with Dancing with Stars? What did you learn that maybe brought into your life today? Or did you not learn much other than the cha-cha? <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than like, I really enjoy, I mean, I've always liked dancing, you know, like, as a, a kid from Wisconsin, I, you know, I was always a, right. a hoot at the weddings, so to speak. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I never, like, I wouldn't say it like it was like some sort of like formative experience, so to speak. But um, I, it certainly gave me a vast appreciation for, um, you know, what you guys do and just like just how technical yeah. it is, you know, because that was the biggest struggle for me is, you know, like, you know, as, as obviously a male competitor, I watched people like Max and Val and and their ability to not only dance and do all the steps perfectly, but like truly be in the moment and perform, you know, and like terms and by perform, I mean like get into the character of the dance and things like that, which, you know, something I struggle with because I was always just like one, two, and like, you know, like get, make <laughs> sure my arm, our, um, arms up like that. And so yeah. uh, I had this such an appreciation for the ability to do that. And um, so it was just really cool to see. It looks a lot easier than it is, right? I mean, like, oh my god, it, yeah. You're like, oh, pff, I club dance. I can definitely ballroom dance, and I'm, pff, you're, uh, you're up for a rude awakening. But um, from what I saw, you didn't do bad at all. I thought you guys looked great together. Dancing is a whole nother beast, and then dancing with a partner, um, and then when you compare yourself to Max and Val, which isn't a fair comparison, it probably, you know, look, we've done this since we were kids. So like yeah. for us, we can rumba walk to the toilet half asleep. You know, like that's just what we do. But um, with what you guys are doing on the show, you're just completely vulnerable. You're doing something you've never done before in front of millions of people wearing rhinestone spray tan and the occasional guy liner, right? Like it's not um, it's not the best scenario, but yet when you embrace it and when you are vulnerable, it brings out a beautiful side of you. And it really is about the journey. How long did you last till? I was uh, me and, and uh, uh, um uh, I was like top five, six. We I was a double okay. elimination, and I went home to a double oh, elimination. So I missed the final four by one week. That sucks, man. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, there's always all stars. Okay, let's move on to bigger and better things. So you have an amazing girlfriend, right, Natalie? You guys are really, really cute. How did you guys meet? If you don't mind talking about it, uh, she slid into my DMs. You know? <laughs> so she uh, she hit it up. You know, she went for what I she wanted. Yeah. And what made you be like? 
this is the one. I'm sure a lot of people slide into your DMs, Nick. Uh, well, I mean, why I responded was I, you know, I thought she was attractive. Of course, um, yes. I didn't, you know, it's not you don't. It's not much to go on on uh, on Instagram in terms of. Or, or, or also, I think you make a mistake of thinking you can learn a ton by whatever people post. But I did right. find her attractive and 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 responded. Um, and it took you know, and we eventually met up and and got to know each other and um and we hung out for nine months off and on. Um, and uh, eventually we uh, got in a relationship, but mostly based off the fact that she was, um very confident and and what she thought we could be and it was probably her confidence that uh and her her confidence and her patience with me that allowed uh us to finally become a, a couple and, and be in a successful relationship how long have you guys been together uh about two years now oh wow okay yeah and so you guys have an age gap does that even matter? Like, cause listen, I'm single just to give you a little backstory. I'm newly divorced. Oh, I'm not even technically divorced yet, but, um, getting there and I sucked at the dating stuff, um, prior and I'm assuming I still do, but I haven't tried. <laughs> right. And so like, I'm the reason why I'm asking, um, so many questions about your personal life is cause I'm hoping to learn something today. So maybe you can help me out here. I but, think, uh, I think it can matter, you know, like, you know, it was something that, um, I had a lot of hesitation about, you know, um, and, you know, when we were kind of just hanging out, um, it was something I was, you know, just nervous about the role it would play in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was, you know, less nervous and more confident. And I, I think the way I, I finally accepted it and, and was willing to take a risk because, you know, listen, every, Anytime you meet someone, um, regardless if, you know, for example, like I, I quickly learned um, about that, you know, that hurdle, so to speak, you know, because it was like, how old are you? And you, know, you, you learn that fast. So some things you can learn quickly like that. Other things you have to get to know someone to like peel back some like potential like, you know, uh, hurdles or something that could like affect compatibility. Right. Mm -hmm. And I so, um, you know, I we we were not we were not delusioned by that, you know, like we accepted that possibility. We didn't pretend it wasn't a potential challenge and it, we right. didn't pretend it was something that we needed to be mindful of. Uh, thankfully, you know, when we spent time together, it's not something that we really felt all that much um, in terms of, you know, we felt like we were very much e each other's equals. We, we felt very much like equal partnerships in terms of like, you know, the power dynamic we didn't feel was weighted one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. And we were both mindful of that. And it was a priority for both of us to make sure that we, we maintain that level of equality. Um, you know, we talked about like where we were in our lives in terms of what we wanted out of relationships in terms of like, you know, how quickly we wanted to have kids and things like that. And that seemed to really line up. And so, but you know, it's 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 things that like that. I think you just you always in any, any relationship, you just always have to be mindful of like, mm. listen, here's where we're really compatible. Here's where we're a fit. Here are some areas in which, you know, we we might not be totally aligned or on the same page. But that doesn't necessarily mean we can't make it work. And then you have to start prioritizing what is a bigger priority for you, and and, and make it work. And that's kind of just the approach we took. Um, mm. And 
you know, because like, you know, for example, like when other people ask questions like that, on, on like I'm on my show, you know, I'm not here to tell, like, I don't know, like, I'm not here to tell people what's, yeah. what's right or right, right. You don't or have wrong. the solutions because if you did, you'd be busy. Well, yeah. And like, you know, there's so many different types of relationships out there these days. Right. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's hard enough to find some, find people we connect with. So I think it's important not to judge ourselves or judge other people, but also be honest with ourselves about mm -hmm. the situations we're putting ourselves in and just, you know, just be honest with like, hey, this could be a challenge. Like, how do we address that? Because a lot of people, instead of doing that, will just tell themselves, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm different or we're different or yeah. the situation is different. And then and that that lack of compatibility or that potential hurdle will will come up. And instead of just being prepared for it or acknowledging that it is a thing, you you kind of ignore it and then that does start affecting the relationship in, in ways that you didn't expect and then you know it kind of bleeds into other aspects of the relationship and creates maybe anxiety or jealousy or confusion and things like that. I hear you. So you mentioned kids. So is this something that you guys have talked about, marriage and kids or just kids? Uh, both, yeah. I mean, getting married and having kids is, still, uh, is a priority for both of us and it's something that, you know, I think... Um, we see in the not to not so distant future um there's mm -hmm. no like immediate plans or anything like that but it's <laughs> definitely like you know neither of us are like hey i'm not ready to you right. know I'm, I'm five years away or, or or 10 years away or anything like that so it's definitely you know on our radar that's amazing i love that um well congrats on your relationship i think that sounds Thanks. beautiful and i love your um i guess all of your knowledge when it comes to uh relationships i hear it on your podcast i it's vile files just because it rhymes but it's really yeah. that's not how you pronounce it is that mm, vile files, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay got it and so i was listening to it and i'm i'm gonna ask you some questions and maybe you can give me some advice shoot yeah let's do it I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to the European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, Chelsea Handler here from the Dear Chelsea podcast, and I love women. iHeart is proud to celebrate International Women's Day by highlighting some truly exceptional women and the work they do to make the world a better place. There are certain things that only women can do, like bring life into the world, multitask successfully, and in my opinion, women are the only people who should ever be seen wearing open-toed shoes. 
Our guest this week is none other than Monica Lewinsky. We discuss what to do about online bullying, why the media treats men and women so differently, and how we women can turn our pain into power. On Dear Chelsea, we give unfiltered, powerful, and often hilarious, I do say so myself, advice to our listeners who write in about anything from breakups and loss to nosy neighbors and what to do about your boyfriend's OnlyFans habit. Which brings us right back to International Women's Day. Take a moment this week to think about how you can support the women in your life and then take action. Find Dear Chelsea on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So um, I guess when you talk about like, okay, yeah, just be honest with yourself and about yourself and like your actual priorities and with that other person, you know, in the beginning it's this like honeymoon phase, right? And you're yeah. kind of, especially as a woman, um, I tend to maybe mm, exaggerate the what I want, depending on who it is, right? I If I really like the person, then maybe I'll be like, yeah, I love reptiles, you know? Sure. And I'm yeah. not really like a huge, uh, you know, reptile um, person. But, um, and then things get real after a few months. So what is your advice on like, I get also very <laughs> obsessed and I'm an addict. So it's either all or nothing. Sure. So I've been advised when I am ready to date, cause I'm not ready to date just yet, but when I am ready to date a pool of men so that I don't get so fixated on one, do you agree? Uh, I can <laughs> see the logic there, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I've never done that before. Yeah. So it's really weird for me. You know, I'm not, that familiar with addiction i mean i'm familiar with it in the concept that like people experience right. it but i don't Got have it. a lot of knowledge around that but i, I that logic makes sense right yeah and, yeah and again like everyone's different so for you to recognize that hey I, I have a habit of if i like anything about someone i history has told me that i have you know like really Concrete, jumped yep. the gun and become <laughs> obsessive over one thing yeah, and, and yep. convinced myself that i really like them and then I kind of stop learning about them. Uh, and yeah, I think it's good to like find tools to like, you know, hold us more accountable to ourselves, mm. so to speak, right? To, yep. Especially early on, right? Like I think yeah. it's good to play the field a little bit because it's fun to get excited about people we meet. Like that's mm -hmm. a normal feeling to feel excitement and we all desire love and connection, but you know, we, we often, men and women, and not just you and not people who suffer from addiction, ha have a tendency of of feeling that connection and then just deciding that, oh, I like this person. And then instead of like continue to learn about the person they barely know, mm -hmm. um, they will just say, I want, now, now their goal becomes, I want them to like me. Yeah. 
and then become yeah. obsessed with making sure yeah. that the person likes them rather than to say, well, I'm really excited. I like what I know so far, but there's so much I don't know about this person. So I'm going to enjoy this being excited about someone and then tell myself, hey, I just this is exciting. This is fun. But let's just keep learning. Let's keep asking questions. Let's be, let's be open minded to the possibility yeah. that we're excited but maybe I won't be as excited three weeks from now when I learn more. But exactly. sometimes we're Amen. so afraid of learning more yeah. because we we like this this moment. We make up this fantasy yeah. in our head. Like I've got the most amazing episode of General Hospital in my head. It's like, and it's not real. This is all, yeah. this is not, but then I believe the thoughts. So this is why I am saying I'm not ready to date because I, I understand that um, infatuation period. And um, I tend to like, I follow through, man, like no matter what, I yeah. will be there and I will give you 100%. And then yet, you know, when you're asking for that in return, I just get disappointed. I'm setting myself up for failure in a way when it comes to expectations, thinking that everyone needs to be like me or the person I'm dating. How do you date multiple people at the same time? Uh, with a lot of boundaries and, you know, like it's like? honesty, you know. Um, what type of boundaries? Well, well, early on, I would say boundaries with yourself, you know, like, right. again, like uh, tell yourself, you know, you kind of have a conversation with yourself, like what, what am I willing to do? You know, like, for example, if I do I get really invest, like if I hook up with someone, do I feel more emotionally connected to them regardless, just because like, hey, sex can be intimate or a physical connection can make me feel closer. And can that be misleading to me? Right. You know, so like maybe. Maybe I'm gonna like slow things down physically, especially if I'm dating multiple people. And you know, so early don't have on, sex with multiple people at the same time. And I'm, I, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It, de it depends, right? I mean, listen. If I think here's the thing, you know, I couldn't when do that. See, I have sex yeah. with you. I fall in love fast. That's so me. if you know that, then yeah, then like I think other other people aren't like that. So, but no, if you know that no, about know. yourself, it's probably good to like maybe you know slow Just that don't down. Have sex. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you know, it's like, have you ever met someone? like long distance right you know yeah like, i dated someone in england right and 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 the fun part about getting to know someone who lives so far is like your facetime and your texting and it really it really helps you build that emotional connection really fast because like you can really have some really good rich deep conversations yeah um the only you know the, the downside of that is that sometimes you fill in the gaps of yeah, what it would elsewhere. be like to, That's elsewhere what happened. not yeah. me the but but the good but the good news is is that you you are forced to talk right yes, and so yes. and I think the big thing is is always finding that balance right yeah, I think yeah. for you know and I pro I imagine you know as, as someone who suffers from addiction balance is a struggle for you but <laughs> you think yeah, yeah. Um, but but finding tools to have more balance and boundaries around like hey I have a habit of doing this what's my like what's my kind of red flag to myself of like, hey, this is I, I recognize this feeling in the past, you know, because like, you know, like, you know, for you, you and I, you know, as we've gotten older, you've experienced heartbreak in the past. I've experienced heartbreak in the past. And my only hope for me is this like all these mistakes I've made in the past. I was just trying to avoid making them in the future. Amen. You know? And so Amen. it was just it was just more, you know, like some people will call it cynicism to say, you know, like to have certain boundaries or to say, Hey, that's great. Like, you know, in the past, like, you know, 22 year old me would get excited and, and have these kind of thoughts of like, Oh, we like, we're so great together. And this is, I feel like I've known you forever. And there must be something really special and unique between us because like, 
I can't imagine feeling this way about someone and have it not be special and unique. But the reality is it's just like, there's nothing really like that's not what makes it special. You know, I to agree. me, what makes it special is like doing the work and, and building it and then having that kind of honest realization that at any moment feelings can change. And that and knowing that it, it, it makes us for me want to be more protective and put in the effort into relationships because the, they, they all take work. And I think sometimes we make the mistake when we're younger. Yeah. Of thinking that the, you know, the special well, movies that we see. Yeah, out. the movies. Right. And so yeah. the, we label something special, mm-hmm. you know, our relationships and whether consciously or subconsciously, I think that implies that we it, it should be easy and it doesn't require work or effort. And that's just not the case, you know, especially mm-hmm. nowadays with so many people having so many options and temptation and so much access to to dating around and, and, and connecting with people. And as yeah. soon as one thing doesn't like, as soon as there's kind of like a lull in a relationship, it's very easy to like, you know, meet a man or a woman who you're like, oh, I got chemistry with them mm. and they didn't piss me off this week. And maybe, maybe I should like, you know, uh, yeah. explore that. So have sex with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just really, you know, a, you know, how do you know your limits, you know, know your weaknesses, right. And yeah. be honest about that. And, Take things slow if you're going to date around. And what does and slow mean? I, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things. Like, you. and then, like, do you tell everyone? Like, you know, I yeah. don't think you, if you're dating multiple people, you're just like, listen, just so you know, I'm dating multiple Let's people. Let's post on Instagram. Yeah. 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 But, I, but I also like, do think, a podcast about dating, like what I'm doing. It's, I mean, it's just a little bit. Sure. Much. But like, I also think if someone says, hey, you know, like you meet someone, you get excited, and all of a sudden, like, hey, just like, are you dating other people? You can say, like, yeah, I've, you know, I, I think I am dating. I, 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 I want to take things slow and I'm enjoying multiple people. And I think honestly that keeps people on their toes too. I I'm mean, also it, a serial monogamous. So I know that not everybody is like that as I'm learning. Um, but it is difficult. I think I haven't tried it being me dating other people at the same time, but yeah, this is going to be about me retraining my brain. Now, another question, like what, how do you, <laughs> How do you make it work when the woman makes more money than your partner? You got to find a guy who's confident in himself, you know? What does I that think. consist of, Nick? Uh I you know, it's uh it's hard. Have you ever dated someone that made more money than you? Um I think one girlfriend I had in my 20s, uh, there's a period of time where, you know, uh, I think she was making more than me. Um yeah, I, I've, I, for me personally, I'm always very attracted to, you know, motivated women and, and women who, you know, prioritize their careers or just prioritize, like have a passion in something. And so yeah. I, I've always been attracted to successful people in general. It doesn't emasculate you by any means or. No, well, I mean, listen, to say by any means, like I, I think to dismiss that altogether, I don't know if that would be. Yeah. Like, I think, listen, I've always been a competitive person, right? Mm. So would that drive me to work harder? Sure. Would that like, where there might be moments of like having to like check my ego? I'm sure it would. But at the end of the day, I find it to be really attractive people who have passions and success. And, and unless I was dating someone who made me feel bad about it, I wouldn't have a problem with it. You know, like I would find I it to you. be really attractive. And I, there's not, there's a lot of guys who aren't like that, but I think there's plenty of men who are. And I think it's just, you know, I think it'd probably really be important for you to date someone who who's really confident 
And I think sometimes it's hard to read confidence because confidence sometimes can be read as like, you know, bravado and like kind of peacock. Yeah. Yeah. Peacock energy. I I, I I, have lots of men in the dance world, but I, you know, that are confident, maybe egotistical, maybe narcissists. I don't know. But like at the end of the day, I'm also, I don't know. I try, I'm trying not to date somebody that works in, uh, that I see every day either. You know, I would, uh, I, I've always said it takes a ton of confidence to admit vulnerability and insecurity. And, mm-hmm. and I think, Amen. I think when you are out there dating, you know, I'm not saying you want to look for someone who's like on the first date, like crying to you about their problems, <laughs> but I think there's a natural progression. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I think, you know, you're on a third or fourth date, you're connecting with someone and maybe you share a vulnerability. I wouldn't share your deepest, darkest secret, but like maybe you share something that makes you vulnerable or a little mm-hmm. insecure mm-hmm. and, and the appropriate response from someone who has, a you know, emotional maturity and maybe some confidence and, and some empathy would be to first empathize with you about this insecure that you shared. Thank you for sharing it. And then open up about something that maybe they, they're insecure about, which takes confidence, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's something that people often overlook when they're trying to figure out who's a confident person. It's not the person who's sticking out their chest and peacocking and 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 flashing their car or bragging about, you know, you know, certain achievements that they have. In fact, that often like it displays insecurity, but like people often confuse that with confidence early on. So if if you're having a hard time, especially maybe in your world, you know, see what guys that you're dating early on are willing to share a vulnerability mm. of some kind, especially after you were willing to share one of yours. And mm-hmm. I think that would uh, that's that's a good sign that you might be dating someone with some real confidence and someone who might who wouldn't be bothered. And even and if they were bothered by it, they could at least effectively communicate that with you. You yeah. know, instead of like pretending it doesn't bother them and like being dismissive and cold, maybe they say something like, you know, listen, like. Would I love to make more than you? Sure. You know, I, I can acknowledge that it bothers me, but I'm also really proud of you. And I find it really oh. sexual that you're successful. It just makes yeah. me want to maybe be more motivated to work harder too. At least that's an honest conversation that you 100%. like can be on the same page rather than like a guy pretending it doesn't bother him and then being a dick, you know, uh, about, you know, and, and kind of passively aggressively projecting that insecurity in other aspects of the relationship. Good advice. You should be my new therapist. Uh, I love I'm, my therapist, but um, I think this yeah. is a great perspective. Seriously, I'm not a you have really good. Sure. Yeah. Are you? Have you been in therapy? Because you are really giving great advice. Or uh, is it because you come from a mom and dad that are still married? Maybe that has a lot to do with it. That helps. I mean, I definitely do therapy. I, I'm just someone who has had plenty of my own relationship struggles, and yeah. I have been a victim of my own ego. And mm-hmm. I've had experienced a lot of heartbreak. And I just invested mm-hmm. a lot of uh, energy and time trying to like figure out the mistakes I was making so that I could, you know, learn from my yeah. mistakes. And I, I just tried to have some really honest conversations about my choices. And, and these are the things I've learned through my own experiences that I've, if I'm just trying to like pass on to other people. Yeah. So I love that. I love yeah. you. Well, thank you for, I love you. I just said, I love you. I love that. <laughs> thank you for sharing Nick. Um, okay. Another question. Now I know you dance with PETA. Um, who was in a relationship with Max and still is. Now, if you had a partner that was single back then, I'm not saying now, obviously, for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. um, would you have dated your dance partner? Or do you, like, what I'm trying to get at is I know the question to my, I know the answer to my question, but should I date my dance partner? 
on Dancing with the Stars if I do it this season. Uh, I mean, I was also in a relationship, so like that's oh, part of the reason sorry. why we, we yes. got paired. Okay, I hear you. Sorry but about that. to answer, let, let's say there was a world in which I was yes. single yes. and they were single. I mean, listen, it would be like, listen, those I, I can see. Let's put it this way: I can You're dry see, humping all day anyway. You might I well. can see why it's it's desirable and fun to to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing you've probably have done it already. Huh. <laughs> only been on like 35 seasons right so um, i'm, sh I'm sure definitely you, all 35 yeah. of them yeah I right my lesson uh but like <laughs> listen i well so like i guess to that point is so it, it never works <laughs> well yeah because my guess is like it, i mean i'm sure you're joking a little bit but it sounds like you have no, you've done i'm you've, not it never works <laughs> well no what i'm saying but how many times have you actually done it oh that's that I don't know. Let me go count. But a handful of I'll times. I'll get back to you. Yeah, a handful of times. Right? When I do your podcast, maybe. Yeah. Um, um, a handful? No, that's a handful. I mean, less than a handful. Okay. So, but I guess my point is, is like, you, we can agree that there's a lot of like reasons why, like I, I wrote this in my book, but like chemistry can be manufactured, right? Oh, totally. You know, you know, and, and chemistry might be manufactured by the environment. You know, you, a common connection. You go to the same church can start chemistry. You know, uh, uh, mutual friends hook you up. You creates think chemistry. you like each other. Yeah. Yeah. And Seven so, days a like, week. Yeah. so you recognize that like this being in this environment creates this natural chemistry. So like, so like it, next time you go in, if you do Dancing with the Stars and you start feeling chemistry, the first thing you should tell yourself is. Well, yeah, I don't, don't know if this it. is, I don't, well, not believe it, but like I would have some skepticism around it, right? Right, 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 right. I would, right, right, I would, right. I wouldn't start immediately being like, oh, well, I have chemistry, like, let's go for it. <laughs> I would, I would, I would yeah. actively like slow it down. And then I would start like trying to not re set like, boundaries, Cheryl. set boundaries, right? And like not yeah. give into the physical aspect because it's so easy to have that physical chemistry when you you're think? dancing. But like have some, have some, Ask them real questions, you know, yeah. about their past and their history. You know, you got, always got to prioritize and listen to their answers. And, you know, we have a way of ignoring the bad answers and, and focusing on the good answers. Right. Because that feeling is just yeah. so addicting. That exactly. feeling. But then I'm like, just get on a roller coaster ride. You'll feel the same type of adrenaline. Yeah. So I, I think it's just like, I don't ever like saying never do something because there's no. exceptions to every rule. But, you know, I'm, again, I'm a big believer in learning from your past. So your past yeah. has told you that it's easy to connect with people and that might not necessarily be what it actually is. Mm -hmm. So if you feel it again, just slow it down, ask more questions, really try to get to know them as a Maybe human Maybe after the season, if we're still hot yeah, and steamy. Exactly. Then, but not hot and steamy, meaning like nothing happened. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, I that's think the, the only yeah. couple that's worked ever that has are still married to this day is um robert hershevek and now kim hershevek and oh yeah um, that's right yeah. yeah so uh you know it it could happen the ratio and the statistics isn't very uh great but um you know what you never know and it could so, be for you good practice to slow down yeah, it's like because you know you're, you know you're going to feel that natural chemistry so I that mean, way yeah. That way, you know to just say, you know, just slow down. I'm gonna slow it down. I'm just gonna say no to it, and, right. you, and that's a good way to like tell yourself no as someone who's not good at telling themselves no. I mean, I'm on a roll. It's been a yeah. year now since I haven't had sex, so we're just we're gonna keep it going. There you and go. We're gonna keep it going until maybe 2023 will offer me new opportunities. Who knows? But I'm in no rush, like I said. Um, 
So uh, years ago, I met with the executive of The Bachelorette and they were um, years ago, like I would say six, seven years ago. And we were in discussion to make me The Bachelorette. I it didn't happen, obviously. Um, do you think that this is something that I should do? The thing is, I'm sober and I know you guys get pretty drunk on that show and I think it would be one big trigger. Well, I, I mean, knowing that you're sober and that you are an addict, I, I'm yeah. guessing they Probably would. Probably not good. Yeah. They would, Unless well, we do I, a sober th- show, which would be I, really embarrassing and boring. I think they would accommodate your needs. Um, yeah. That said, I, 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 I don't recommend the Bachelorette or the Bachelor is okay. a is a it it's a it's a way to meet someone. Oh, yeah. But I definitely don't think it's the way to meet people. Right, right, and right. It's I, not I the wouldn't, it's not, it's not <laughs> the It's not a last resort. It's not a first resort. Yeah. Uh, I think you go because you're interested in a really interesting experience and then you're open to finding love. I think if you go in uh, needing to find love, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. I mean, I'm not uh, needing to find love either, yeah. but like I also, I'm trying not to have to sign up for a dating app either why um i'm just not a fan of oh no what no does he or she look like oh uh, what is the occupation okay like i just would like to maybe go through a matchmaker first and if there's okay, nothing yeah. there then i guess i'll try the app i i i i think that's great okay i I, I also think like so i think probably you know and maybe this might you might relate to this but like i think people are when it comes to ways to meet people, they they're all or nothing, right? Like, mm. <laughs> sounds like me. Yeah. Uh, but a, maybe a more effective approach would be to like, you know, broaden your options. May, try out a matchmaker. Maybe try one dating app. Like a dating app is not the end all be all. It is it is one way to meet people, right? The problem with dating apps is that people get on them and think, oh well, now I like they put too much pressure on themselves. They think it's going to be their saving grace. But they also feel Definitely a little, not. They're, they're like judging themselves for being on right. it, you know? Right. right. And then the thing about dating apps is that, you know, every time you're swiping right, you know, every, and if you don't have an immediate match, there's like, the, there's a little bit of rejection there. Oh, interesting. And then every time you met, like, and that's, and then you match with someone and then, you know, everyone else is matching with 10, 15 people too, but you're not thinking about that. Oh, and then, and then you reach out to them and you have a quick conversation. And then maybe like, you know, they don't get back to you. We don't know why they don't get back to you. Maybe they're busy. They're out of town. Maybe they connected with someone else. We don't know, but we this always think the worst. not my brain. <laughs> yeah. And then we feel that rejection. So I think you have to just go into a dating app with a lot of boundaries for yourself. Take it slow. You know, if you match with one person that you like, focus on that person, see where it goes. At the same time, tell yourself, I know nothing about this person. Maybe they have five good pictures on, but like you are starting at zero and just take it easy on yourself and take it slow. But like, we, we're not very patient people. We want to jump right into it. We want to assume, we want to get excited. We want to fantasize about our futures as soon as we feel any type of excitement or connection. And I think those are the things that kind of set us up, set ourselves up for disappointment. So it's, it's like, it's really just about trying to manage our expectations and, and see, you see like, you know, I think of cl- rejection as clarity and not disappointment, but, you, you yeah. we have to be able to like kind of train our brains to see it that way 
I mean, not everyone likes us, you know, not, not everyone's obsessed not ev- with us. We're not everyone's evolve around yeah. us. Yeah. And, and, and then that's okay. But it's, it's hard to hear that, uh, you know, rejection is tough. And I think yeah. getting better at, you know, just facing that, like, you know, you can be bummed. It's like, yeah. And then like, you know, if you get on a dating app and you feel that, you know, that sense of like rejection or like, then, then, uh-huh. get, then take a break, then right. get off, come back right. in, in three weeks. But like, you know, it's people are on dating apps. They're meeting on dating apps. We have to stop judging ourselves for using dating apps. And if we use dating apps, we have to like, you know, take it yeah. slow, limit our options and know when to take a break from them because they can they can get exhausting and addicting. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, for sure. Um, OK, so you said that your girl slid into your DMs. Just a couple more questions. I know you got to go. No, I'm um, good. Yeah. Is that something I should do? <laughs> Help, if you like, Uncle yeah, Nick. hell yeah, hell Help. yeah. If you're into someone, shoot your shot. Really? How? I don't know. I like, I mean, I, you could, I mean, you're, you're Shell Burke. So like, so? You, you could be lazy and just say hi and chances are you'll get a no, response. But I can't do that. I, I ask like, if you're, I usually say, if you're going to, if you're going to slide into someone's DM, ask a question, you know, make it easy for them to respond. And it like does what? like, like if, let's say, like, let's say I took a picture right now. Right. Like, uh-huh. let's say this, what I'm looking at of you was a photograph. Like, yeah. right. Let's say this is on your Instagram. Okay. I would look at this and I would say, uh, like I may, I could say, like, as I was sliding in your DM, I could be like, oh my God, I was like, where did you get those pillows? Like Stop. It, it's, it's a stupid fucking question, <laughs> yes, 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 but the yes. point is like, and if I'm sliding in your DM, you yeah. know that I'm obviously sliding in your DM and I'm just right. asking an easy question. So that if you're interested, you have an easy response. Got it. Right? Because that what would be so deep? How do you respond to high or how do you respond to some I real actually pers- that's my pet peeve. Yeah. I will not respond to a high a high. It's yeah. like I, and I will not respond to an emoji. I find that disgusting. Yeah. Or how do you respond to like something really weirdly personal? Like how about just like Oh, something- I could totally do that. I could do that yeah. in two seconds. I just can't do the high. Sure, I but the, I, the small j- talk, Nick, kills me. Well, you're gonna have to small talk a little bit, but really? A little bit, yeah. Can well, you teach not, me? Teach me. You're not, you're not supposed to have. You just have to put up with it. It's not about teaching it. It's just putting up with it. No, because I'm like a horrible it. texter, not sexter, texter, and a sexter probably. So, so but, am I. And every, every, everyone is. But like, so, so all then, then you know that yeah. you, you just want to get to the coffee date faster. I yeah, if that. I mean, first like I'd a, like to do a FaceTime just yeah, to see if you're not FaceTime. a psycho killer. That great. would be great. Love that. You do? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You're not like you're totally down for like FaceTime date. Then I can yeah, just 100 you know, percent. And then also maybe dinner's a little bit too much of a commitment. Maybe we do coffee like you said. Totally. Yeah. Especially if you're meeting someone like via like that you don't know. Uh, right? right. So why yes. like why would you have a whole meal of food with someone you don't that know? That takes a lot of time out of my yeah. day. So you get on like and, and you don't want to have a small talk via text with someone you don't know. So right. you, you like their face. You they say they like to travel. Yeah. whatever so you hop on a zoom or a facetime and then you have a conversation and you figure out is there like do you like their voice do you like their sense of humor if you don't like them you can disconnect fast and then like you said like yeah hey this went well how about coffee next week or later this week or something and then you totally. take it slow there also an easy out of a coffee date and then like and a hike know, so i can just run away then, from you if yeah, i have then to a, yeah, then, yeah, a, yeah. then a hike yeah i think it's great to take it slow i think like anything else, you always want to make sure you're building and moving and progressing and moving forward. You know, That's so very like new to me, that yeah. you're speaking a new language. You take but it yes, slow and I you build. You. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like don't you don't plan on like, hey, let's go on a vacation this week. What? Um, yeah. Why not? Because that's a little uh, nuts. 
my um, goodness. Doesn't yeah. it sound amazing though? Like, doesn't that just sound so exciting? It makes my stomach turn in a good way. And that's not good. See, this is why I'm not ready to date yet. You gotta take it slow, Cheryl. You right, 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 slow. right, right. Okay. So what is, why do you say in your book that's coming out soon, um, don't text your ex happy birthday. Uh, well, why? I, I, I've because, done that Because before. they're your ex, they're your ex. Because no one's ever actually texting their ex to wish them a happy birthday. Totally, I totally did. Hundred percent. How how uh, and and how long have they been in your act? Their well, it was like weeks. It was just like two three weeks. And I just yeah. I I just up. think here's the thing. It's if you're the breaker upper. Well, first you, of all, it was my ex soon to be husband. Like I just had to say happy birthday. I mean, we we like split up in January's birthdays, February. You know what I mean? Like sure. Listen, there's exceptions to every rule, but I'm a big thanks. believer in okay. generally thinking that okay, if, you, if you're breaking up with someone that you reaching out to them on their birthday, it's only gonna ruin their day, you know? Totally. Because in totally. that moment, in that split second when they got the notification that you text them to then they read the happy birthday with nothing else. No it's emoji. Gonna, no <laughs> yeah. emoji, just like the thought, like, it's just gonna remind them that you still don't wanna be with them. And right. if you're the person who was broken up with and you're thinking, wishing them a happy birthday, uh, it's gonna like, you know, you're just honestly going to annoy them, you know, hmm. because like most likely if you if they broke up with you, they probably had to like sit down with you and have all those conversations about why they don't want to be with you. And truly, you're just wanting to have one more conversation because you told yourself that you don't have the closure that you want. Yeah. And so like it's just generally not for the birthday. And yeah, yeah. I just it's not very productive. And and usually it's it's people not being honest with themselves about what their real true intentions are with why they're sending the message. Yeah. Uh, allow yourself to heal. I always say, if you how wanna, long? Well, until you're healed. You know. Wait, I don't think I'm ever going to be 100 percent healed. To be quite honest, like that's a lot of trauma it's from when I was a little girl. Like I sure. think that this all connects, right? But I think that I definitely could be better. Until you're generally indifferent about the relationship. Got it. No, if, I mean, if, I, I, if yeah. You, yeah, if you don't care, if like, it's like, if you don't, it's like, it's like, if it's you're more about if, me, though, like, it's more yeah. about like, again, like, I don't want to fall back into the same pattern, you know, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, if you're, it's, it's, you wish them a happy birthday, they say the same way you would like a cousin you're not very close with. Be like, oh, I remember they're your birthday. So I'll, I guess I'll do this nice because, but you don't really care. Yeah. Then, then it's okay to finally text your ex. But until then, yeah. chances are you have alternative motives that are either going to negatively affect them or yourself or both of you. Yeah. Uh, that's not really going to be beneficial to like moving on and just being happy. I hear you. I hear you. That's a lot to process and I will <laughs> process it. Um, okay. So on Vile Files, what was the most interesting question that you've ever received or that you couldn't maybe answer? Uh, I always try to answer all of them, but I'm also like, but you're you know, also like humble enough to be like, well, that's I the thing. Just, I have no problem. Like I'm not a therapist yeah. and there's a lot of things right. I, I don't speak to. Right. So right. it's not that like, it's not really embarrassing. Right. Uh, like for example, today we had, uh, unfortunately a woman who called in who, um, her husband cheated on her with the, the nanny she hired. Oy, and, that's my and, worst nightmare. And then, and then he never admitted to it. And now, and now <sighs> he's dating her. Oh, and, and they have four kids together and now she has to live through that. Um, and that was Ouch. a hard one to like try to find some helpful advice. But um, 
That's why you got to always hire a nanny with no teeth and hair <laughs> and face on the hair. Yeah. I'm telling or hair on the face. Um, wait, wait, yeah, I'm dyslexic. Sorry. Oh, so am I. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but there's Tell a lot me. of things that uh, I don't have answers to, and I, I'm not yeah. afraid to acknowledge that. You know, I, I'm yeah. very specific on what I talk about and, and very quick to recommend therapy for people who, I mean, we could all use therapy, but. Oh, totally. Um, Every single person. When, when I it comes. Yeah. When it comes to. I'm not, you know, I'm not there to diagnose anyone or, you know, for example, like I've had people calling about addiction and I'm very careful about like not mm -hmm. speaking on things I don't have a lot of knowledge about. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I mean, all I'm really trying to do with questions I get is to to make people feel a little less powerless and less confused or yeah. and and I'm just trying to change their perspective because so much about, yeah. you know, so much that we experience um uh, is this a matter of, of of seeing it a different way um and You're so right and uh if we can do that then we can you know get out of our own ways and, and, and enjoy our days a little bit more and i uh, hear you you know sometimes we can get addicted to pain uh i know i have our heartbreak you know are you an addict no no but maybe you know i uh i, I feel like I, in some ways i have addictive personality but thankfully i've yeah. never i've never uh uh, like I've, I've been, I've been thankful enough to that. The substances of yeah. that don't, are, aren't, aren't a trigger I mean, We could be me. addicted yeah. to good things, you know, like right now I'm addicted yeah. to, um, uh, this thing called diamond painting. It's like an arts and crafts thing. And I'm, yeah, I am that old lady. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have but, an obsessive <laughs> side of my personality for sure, which, you know, yeah. um, I, I, it's my, I can obsess with my thoughts. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just, that's awesome. and that's, that's something that uh, I've had to try to manage. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, because yeah, heartbreak is something that I think you can be addicted to for sure. And, um, and it's just, you gotta be really careful to try to not get in those, those kind of traps. Yeah. Now, one more question before we go here. Do you believe in couples therapy? Well, 100%. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Are you guys currently in it? I mean, this is something that me yeah. and my ex, I mean, from when we dated, because um, we had history, so we dated before. But um, I, this was a requirement that I uh, wanted him to come yeah. with me to couples therapy. Uh, we've talked about it. I think we will do it. We're not currently doing it. But uh, yeah, when it comes to couples therapy, I think that you want to, it's, it's, it's better served if it's sought as like a, a seatbelt or a bicycle helmet. It's yeah. less productive if you think of it as reconstructive surgery. You're trying to fix somebody instead yeah. of like, yeah. Or, or just like, or you wait till there's a huge problem, like someone cheated or something like that. Like, I yeah. mean, I don't know, maybe a couple of therapy can help a little, but once the damage is done, it's really hard to, right. to, to fix something that's truly broken. But uh, it's really like any therapy, like if it's used more as maintenance or a safety precaution, to give each other tools to like communicate more effectively, to be more mm -hmm. empathetic with each other. Uh, and people associate to therapy as like, you have to have problems. Ideally no. it'd be great to go in there before the problems start. 100%. Yeah. So yeah. I always say like, think of it more of as like a, a bicycle helmet or a, a safety belt or, or things like that, because yeah. no one's going to argue that there's a, obviously like wearing your safety belt or a be, uh, you know, uh, in a car or wearing a yeah. bicycle helmet or a motorcycle helmet is, is a smart thing to do. Uh, you know, a helmet doesn't do much after you've uh, crashed and, and had a concussion or split your head open. No, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. So everyone listen to Vile Files and be on the lookout for Nick's first book coming out soon. Don't text your ex happy birthday and other advice on love, sex, and dating. When does that come out soon? October 4th. So, October 4th. That's very exciting. Audible as well because I'm an audible chick. Me too. Yeah, I'm dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. 
I just want to thank Nick so much for his time and for his amazing advice. I'm actually shocked that a um, straight man, I'm not saying all straight men, but Nick can actually give some really good advice. I think um, it's some stuff that I need to like marinate and settle in, but ultimately you should go to Vile Files and ask him all your questions about relationships because he's got some great answers for you. Anyway, so moving on, at the end of every episode, we need to ask the listeners the question of the week, which is, can sex on the first date ever go long term? Let us know. We want to hear from you. So email us at burkinthegame at iheartradio.com or DM us on Instagram at burkinthegame. Again, the question is, can sex on the first date ever go long term? We would love to hear from you guys. Please email or DM and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the Game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at Burke in the Game at iHeartRadio.com. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. Beauty Translated Season 3 is coming soon with, what? A second host? I'm Carmen Laurent, and this season I am joined full-time by world-renowned Janie Danger. Janie, what are we talking about in Season 3? We're talking about life, Carmen. Beauty Translated is about the many fragmented lives spreading across this rich tapestry of the trans experience. And the all-new Beauty Translated Love Line at 678-561-2785. Listen to Beauty Translated Season 3 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye.